At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number three of the nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, uh, I have some breaking news to report here uh, on a personal note. Uh, my girlfriend just texted me saying, we are not millionaires after playing in the Powerball. Did did not win <laughs> so tonight, huh? Did not win tonight. Where, where, where did... <laughs> She go pick up her tickets. So uh, some of her coworkers, uh, there was one that because she works out in news, so they always they're going all over the place. One of the coworkers went to uh, Prim, okay, to, to, to go buy some tickets. Yeah, so I was they, they I was, I was seeing that on the morning yeah. show. People going to Prim, people going down to Kingman, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, got to show up to work uh, tomorrow morning. Unfortunately, Femi. Yep, yep, yep. Got to yeah. show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if we won, if we would have been calling in, and be like. Yeah, dude, you need to find somebody to do that Saturday <laughs> yeah. show, fellas. Uh, but no word on if anybody has won. I texted her asking if anyone won the one point, I believe $1.2 billion mm-hmm. jackpot now is what we're up to. Yeah, by the way, uh, the uh, numbers 13, 36, 45, 57, 67, and the big yellow ball, number 14. So uh, hopefully uh, somebody in VSIN Nation uh, just that. became a billionaire and can uh, go ahead and uh, – finance us even yeah. more <laughs> or we can do it all again in a couple of weeks yes <laughs> you know, yes then it get to two billion i mean three billion or who goodness, knows where it'll goodness go goodness gracious i mean like I, I think they were saying the lump sum if you if you'd won this round 
would have been about $605 million or mm -hmm. so if you had taken that, which I would have taken the lump sum. Uh, uh, I when when it's $605 million, exactly. yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. I don't want no installments. Okay, 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 I know I'm not getting the Bobby Bonilla here and getting the installments. You know, it's like, I know I'm getting less cash, but when it's $605 million, okay. What would you do with that money? Said I wouldn't be talking I, to you. <laughs> I, I would like to say uh, you, you and I could maybe do podcasts on the beach, man, yeah, exactly. or something like that. Talk some NFL. Yeah. Uh, I'll be betting. It's like, how'd you do on the card? Ah, I went zero and five. Yeah, but I got six hundred million. Exactly. So <laughs> you know, all what, good. What, what wasn't a big deal? None of the teasers came uh, through. All good in paradise. Um, speaking of the NFL, as we transition from fantasy to reality here, um, that it's interesting. The NFC East is. A division that gets a lot of discussion because of the franchises that are in the division. All of them have won Super Bowls. All of them in major media markets. But I want to hone in on the New York Giants because last night I know you guys had Barry Willner on. And he didn't really like the New York Giants, which is a team that some people in the betting space have thought of as a team that could mm -hmm. go over their win total. Or maybe even sneak into the playoffs with first-year head coach Brian Dayball. Well, there's an interesting prop. I believe this is from our folks over at DraftKings. And the prop is, who will the Giants beat first and this is courtesy of DraftKings right now the favorite is the Carolina Panthers that is a week two game plus 150 the Tennessee Titans plus 235 Dallas Cowboys plus 550 and on down the list first of all interesting market do you get involved and second of all what do you make of this do you think that maybe it's an early victory here for Brian Dayball in his uh first in as a head coach yeah I really don't get involved in these type of creative markets as mm. frequently as maybe some others but just looking at that first game, obviously, Tennessee, that's pretty much what the money line is. There are some yeah. 240s out there. So, you know, every every set matters, you know, when you're doing this, if you're trying to win at this long term and have a plus on the side of the ledger. So you want to get the best. So don't necessarily bet a bad number on one of these creative props when you maybe get more on the money line if you feel that strong about the New York Giants. But I would, I think they're going to lose week one. And this is a team I actually disagreed with our guest last night. I felt that... This team could be one of those sleeper teams. I know Wilbo mm -hmm. was in here talking about his Detroit Lions. So Man, they why, love not, the Lions. why not? Why not the New York Giants? I, I think that this team, when you look, I believe it was Warren Sharp, and there's different metrics, but a lot of them are very similar when you mention the strength of schedule. Giants have the easiest schedule in the National Football League this mm -hmm. year. If you look at they start out at Tennessee, who I think the market is lukewarm on, but it's oftentimes when you get a market being lukewarm on a team in week one, that team wins and wins pretty easily. So let's say the Giants start out 0-1. You get three straight games at home. You get Carolina, you get Dallas, and you get Chicago. They're going to be favored maybe in two of those games, probably a small underdog to Dallas, you would think at home, at mm. least a, a three-point underdog, maybe slightly more based on how they look in the first two games. But then you get Green Bay over in uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Then you get Baltimore, so you get four home games essentially in five weeks. Now, they are not taking their bye week after the London game. They're going to get Baltimore coming in. Then they go to Jacksonville and to Seattle. They could maybe be favored in both of those. Seattle strikes me maybe more as a pick -em because that's such a good home field, even yeah. though they don't It's a really, tough travel spot. Yes, yeah, even though they don't really have the personnel. Then they get a bye week, and they get Houston and Detroit coming in. So a lot of these are winnable games, I think, Femi. And and when you look, uh, now Daniel, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones has got to be better, but you're bringing in Brian Dayball. I just think that the coaching is so upgraded by what they had in previous years when they had Judge and they had McAdoo. You look, Dayball, 
He was the hot coordinator last year, didn't get the job, but was a finalist. So you knew, okay, the next year is when he's going to get the job because that's how it works with coordinators. They interview, everybody speaks highly of them. They get their name out there and then they get that job the next year. Mike Kafka, part of the uh, Andy Reid coaching tree, the uh, the former Northwestern Wildcat out of St. Rita High School in Chicago. Uh, he was on Andy Reid's staff, was the quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator. So comes from uh, one of the best, obviously. You can't yeah. get a better pedigree in recent years than Andy Reid in the NFL. And then I like Wink Martindale coming in as the defensive coordinator. Uh, he's been one of the better uh, defensive coordinators. I think uh, when you do the GM shuffle with Michael Lombardi, I think we had a discussion. Mm -hmm. Michael still thinks very highly of Wink Martindale as a coordinator. I know it kind of went to the end of the line there in Baltimore, but he's been very good everywhere he's been. So I think this Giants team, just with the added coaching, just the coaching being upgraded. If Saquon Barkley can stay healthy at receivers, they've all of a sudden got a little bit of talent there. They were all hurt last year. Yeah, pretty the much. talent has always been there. They just yeah. needed to protect the quarterback and have the quarterback not mm -hmm. turn the football over, which now for Daniel Jones, now that they didn't give him the fifth year option, it's yeah. a proof it year for Daniel Jones. of like, all right, man, if you want to be the guy here, yes. you got to get it done this year. Otherwise, we're going to move on. So the pressure is on Jones as and well. And the Giants are trying to invest in that offensive line. Of course, uh, Evan Neal. With the number seven yep. pick, uh, Thibodeau was their other first-round pick on the defensive side. And then Ezewudu, the offensive guard, third-rounder out of North Carolina. I don't know if he's going to start, but he gives you some depth. Mark Lewinsky, who was with the Indianapolis Colts, just kind of an old veteran guy, a steady Eddie. Of course, they still have Andrew Thomas at one of the tackles Ooh. who they drafted in the first round. And he really came on last yeah. year as a bona fide player. So, uh, so they've invested in this offensive line. Uh, I like, obviously, adding Kayvon Thibodeau in terms of uh, the the front four, basically the front seven. Uh, Ojolari is another guy that they like as a pass rusher. He was a high draft pick out of Georgia, I believe, in last year's draft. So the defensive line, if they can hold up their end of the bargain, I think that this Giants team does have some potential. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. They don't have more talent necessarily than the Philadelphia Eagles, nor even the Dallas Cowboys. But the Giants could be one of those sneaky teams in the playoffs, and I would still like them over their win total. Yeah, no, I, I would like them over their win total as well. And I think the point that you brought up just about the coaching change, uh, that's a scenario to which I think that we don't really know how good this Giants roster can be because of what we saw mm -hmm. from the last coaching regime there with Joe Judge and all the things that went yeah, on during yeah, that Yeah, Joe tenure. Judge, Freddie Kitchens was the OC. Yeah. Patrick Graham, now the defensive coordinator, is now out here with the Las Vegas Raiders. So. Who I like. In I do, too. I do like I Patrick do too. Graham. Yeah. I do, too. I think that that defense may actually be – he may be, I think, better for that unit than maybe Gus Bradley was, whereas Gus Bradley, mm -hmm. I think, could be better for the Colts. But they've just had a lot of turnover there in New York. Uh, you know, McAdoo didn't last very long. Joe Judge only lasted two years, so – just maybe Brian Dable finally gets the stability there. And the fact that he's had success uh, recently as an offensive coordinator. I know people always worry about the hot coordinator and whatnot, but I think he's going to bring some stability to this team. And I think getting a veteran DC like Wink Martindale, who he can just say, okay, your experience, you go ahead and take care of that side of the ball. So the Giants, going back to this prop here of when they'll get their first win, you saw the Panthers were the favorite outcome at plus 150. The Titans is where I would circle because, in fact, Wes, I've already bet on the Giants to cover. Mm -hmm. uh, I grabbed seven over at the South Point. Yes. The South Point was the only place in the, in the market that had a full yeah. seven minus 110. So I went ahead and grabbed that a month ago. And I, I'm, I've also placed the Giants in a money line underdog parlay. Now, I'm not going to reveal the other legs in that parlay, but the Giants at plus 240 are in that parlay because I do think the Giants are actually live to win this game. 
based on Dayball yeah. and what they're able to do. I think make so too, and I think that this stand. is an underdog probably that's going to get a fair share of the money because I think yeah. the market obviously higher on Indianapolis, and I already bet them uh, pretty much at even money to win the AFC yep. South. So that is in the account and, as well. And, and I, I, you know, I don't know about this Titans team. I think maybe maybe they hit their peak a little bit and could be falling off. I know Henry comes back, but is he going to be the same? You never know with the running back. We were talking about it with Kevin Ioli, you know, when does a fighter get old in the cage? When does a running back really start to show the wear and tear? I don't know. I'm not saying Derrick Henry's washed. I think far from it. But is he going to be at the level that he's been the last couple of years? And I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill as well. Who knows what happened? He might be screwed yeah, is, from is, what happened is, in is that playoff Is he the game. early Tennessee Ryan Tannehill, or is he the uh, – Full career in Miami, Ryan Tannehill. That's what he was in the divisional round. Uh, from an NFC East div- standpoint, from the odds there, Dallas is the favorite. Um, and it's like they're about plus 130-ish, plus 120, mm-hmm. depending on where you shop. The Giants, or rather the Eagles, are now plus 165. Commanders 5-1, to one, Giants 8-1. to one. Um, Is there a bet to be made here in the NFC? Yeah, you might be a little late if you're on the Eagles because obviously that has been the big mover. I think, what were they around draft time? Like probably 250, 3 to 1. So, yeah, you've probably missed the value. And look, these will adjust throughout the season. But I will say for the Eagles, who I do like this season, I'm going to go against that hype in week one. We were talking Mm. about that a little bit when Wilbo and all the whole crew from Circa were in here at the top of the show. They're high on the Lions. I'm high on them at least for week one. I think they're going to remember that 44-6 to butt kicking that they took. They're energized to play for Dan Campbell. They're going to be ready for the Philadelphia Eagles come week one. Yeah. No, I'm high on the Eagles as well. I bet them to win the Super Bowl and to win the NFC. However, NFC East, I got a Giants ticket in my pocket at 10-1 to over at William Hill. So shop around, get the best of the number. But the Giants, from a numbers standpoint, I think the odds should be a little bit shorter than 10-1. to On the other side, we go back to baseball. Is there any value in the AL or NL pennant markets? We discuss that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino. Femi and Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Uh, just to get you guys up to date on what's going on in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers, they hang on to defeat the Colorado Rockies 5-4. to four, So you can cash those Dodgers tickets at minus 245. And then it had, to hang on, though, <laughs> had, had to hang uh, on. Because they gave up a, a couple sweat. runs there in the, uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, Craig Kimbrell. Goes and gets the save, uh, but did give up three hits and two earned runs and also a walk to do it. Yeah, a little bit of a sweat there for laying that kind of juice. Uh, also going on in the National League, the Chicago Cubs lead the San Francisco Giants one nothing in the top of the seventh. And then in the American League, we have the Texas Rangers with a 2-1 lead against the Los Angeles Angels in the top of the ninth. Uh, this game went off minus 110 each way. Uh, the total seven and a half. It looks like it's safe, but if you get extra innings, uh, nothing is ever safe. So we'll see how that unfolds. And also in interleague play, San Diego Padres taking it to the Minnesota Twins, ten to one out there in San Diego. They're in the bottom of the eighth. The Padres were minus one thirty-five, and the total we've gone well over that of seven and a half with eleven runs on the board. But Wes, since the action has kind of come to a slow, mm-hmm. slow screeching halt here. On a Friday night, not as many games, usually late into the evening. Figured it would be a good time to talk about the pennant races and the markets that we have for the respective leagues, both the American and the National. And I want to start with the AL because I think these two teams are really tied to the hip almost at this point of the season. The New York Yankees and the Houston Astros. Right now, the Bronx Bombers plus 180, the favorites over at DraftKings to win the AL. The Astros 2-1. to one. Blue Jays plus 550 still lurking. Chicago White Sox 13 to 1. Rays 15 to 1. The Mariners 17 to 1. They made the trade for their Castillo. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, Twins 20 to 1 right now. They're in first place in the AL yeah. Central and the Red Sox 35 to 1. Um, do you just look at the first two or is there a dark horse that might upset the apple cart? It's tough to get below the first two. And I think Toronto, that price has got to come up. I, I got to tell you, if you're a daily baseball better, and I know betters like to do these parlays and make these big scores. If you've been using the Toronto Blue Jays, you've been getting your butts kicked over the last couple of weeks. Remember when they they played the AAA lineup, basically the Ottawa or the uh, Omaha, I called them Ottawa, Omaha Storm Chasers, uh, the AAA team for Kansas City because of uh, several players uh, not complying with the uh, the vaccine requirement in Canada. So it's pretty much a AAA lineup up there, and they went ahead and beat Toronto. 
Toronto was a big favorite the other night against the St. Louis Cardinals without Goldie, without Nolan Arenado, they don't get it done. And then you look tonight with uh, Alec Manoa's probably been their best play or best pitcher this season in the starting rotation. They lose four to two to the Detroit Tigers. I think they close like three fifty as favorites tonight. So a big underdog if you were on the Detroit Tigers and. Uh, it's just tough to count on the Blue Jays. They, they they have these erratic performances. And look, sometimes you're going to have these in Major League Baseball in a 162-game season, but I don't know how reliable this Blue Jays team is. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but sometimes when you make the playoffs, you don't have that experience, mm-hmm. and you go out very quickly. And I could see that absolutely happening to the Toronto Blue Jays. So no thank you to that. I know people want to point to the White Sox. By the way, they take another you know, loss that they shouldn't take at home. Uh, they get mm-hmm. pounded by the Oakland A's 7-3. to three. Lance Lynn was not very good. Tim Anderson, by the way, got thrown out of the game tonight. So, uh, you know, some frustration right now in Chicago on the south side because we all are kind of waiting and anticipating, okay, they're going to eventually take over with uh, the Minnesota Twins uh, about to go to defeat in the San Diego. And then uh, the Guardians, I do believe, they did get a win in Tampa Bay tonight, 4-1. to one. So they're kind of the team that's just hanging around in that division that nobody's talking about. But White Sox very disappointing. I, they need to do something at the deadline because they just they just seem like they lack energy on a nightly basis, man. Yeah, they, they don't like going to work, which is which is not a yeah. good not a and, good and thing look, for a baseball the big hurt. Team. Frank Thomas has called him out on uh, he does the uh, pre and post game show there locally in Chicago, but they just you know I don't know if it's like we're too cool for school or whatever, but someone once told me cool is for the club. You got to go ahead and grind, <laughs> and you got to bring it uh, on the diamond every single day, and the White Sox don't often do that. So between the Yankees and Astros, since it sounds like we've narrowed it down to these two teams in the American League, at least as we sit here on July 29th. Who would you go with? Would it be the Astros? Are they the more complete team? Or are you buying into this Yankee thing to where they might still be able to hit some of these bombs come October? Right now, I would say Astros just because I think that they have one of the better bullpens. I think they have the best bullpen ERA in all Major League Baseball. And I think the Yankees got to do a little bit of retooling. They have some good guys back there. And I think Clay Holmes who's been largely the closer, even though it's been Peralta, kind of depends on the matchup in terms of the, of the, of the batting splits. But Yankees got to do something, I think, in that bullpen. They've just had so many injuries on the back end. The starting rotation has been absolutely fantastic, though, for these guys. And I'm really fascinated to see how the trade deadline factors into this because we already saw Seattle make a move there for a high-level starter. The Yankees are the only other team that's been linked as making a potential move if it would be for Juan Soto, but mm-hmm. I highly doubt that. That was I just don't, I don't people think were that just they're throwing them do in that. there because they were the Yankees. They just like, oh, we got to. They just the assume, but this is yeah. a different Yankees. This yeah. is not the uh, wheeling and dealing uh, Brian Cashman, where the boss said, you know, go out and get me whoever. You know, money's mm-hmm. no object. Uh, money is now an object there in the Bronx. Yeah, I heard rent is going up there. It's a pretty expensive place to live. So <laughs> the yeah, rent yeah, is yeah. too damn high. <laughs> yeah, it's too damn I high. once heard in uh, New- all the New York City boroughs. <laughs> what the- was that guy's name? Jimmy something. I forget his last name, but he was part of the rent is too damn high party. <laughs> but he was absolutely right. He wasn't wrong. He told not no wrong. lies. Not wrong. No, no lies are told there when you're talking about rent out there in Manhattan or wherever some of these guys live, even though they play in the Bronx. Um, the National League, though. The Dodgers are the favorites, plus 175 there. The, the L.A. Dodgers, uh, a terrific record as you see them with 67-32. and 32. Jimmy McMillan, by the way, was that gentleman's name. Boom, got it. Thank you, uh, Dan. <laughs> the New York Mets, 3-1. to one. Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champions, sitting at plus 400. Milwaukee Brewers, plus 850. 
Padres 10 to 1, Cardinals 18 to 1, Phillies 20 to 1, the Giants, who we outlined earlier, sitting at 35 to 1. Uh, these are the teams that have been linked to Soto more so than what we've mm-hmm. seen in the American League, which makes this a fascinating market, in my opinion, to where maybe today or it might be tomorrow or Sunday where you try to get ahead of a potential move. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and and look, the top three are the rightful top three. I think the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves. Mets, by the way, they get a win 6-4. Uh, not the best start for Sandy Alcantara. I've ridden him a lot mm-hmm. this year. Didn't get there for me tonight. The Atlanta Braves all over the Diamondbacks 5-2, to so they get another win. The Brewers there, I'm still a little lukewarm on the Brewers, even though they do win 4-1 to in Fenway Park tonight. Nice outing for Brandon Woodruff. Nine strikeouts and six in the third, but... The Brewers just don't hit. I'm interested to see if they get a bad. Maybe uh, maybe they bring uh, Jesus Aguiar back to Milwaukee because <laughs> I think the Marlins should probably be sellers. They're not going to want to sell a lot of their arms, obviously. That's the strength of the team. So mm-hmm. they basically said Sandy Alcantara is untouchable, but they're listening on some other people. I think uh, you know maybe trading Aguiar to a team that needs a bat, and I think the Brewers, maybe they could reunite up there in Milwaukee. But – I'm not high on them. I'm not exactly high on the Cardinals. Uh, they win, by the way, tonight 6-2 to two, because I want to see if they're going to get healthier in terms of their pitching because, look, uh, Flaherty, who was their ace once upon a time, he came back, but then he goes back on the DL, so who knows when he's going to come back. Alex Reyes hasn't pitched all year. Jordan Hicks is on the injured list. Dakota Hudson is out with a Nick injury. So uh, Steven Matz, by the way, uh, who left the last game and he had just come off the DL – is questionable for his next start dealing with the knee issue. So Cardinals, uh, you know, kind of struggling with the pitching here, even though uh, Goldie and Arenado really carrying these guys. We talked about the potential of Soto going to the San Diego Padres when we had Derek Stevens, Big Balls, and Banksy, the crew here uh, earlier in the first hour. 10 to 1, that's going to move if Soto is yeah, traded to San yeah, Diego. But how far would it move, do you think? It, you know? And it maybe has moved a little bit already. You so think it's a little I, baked in? A little bit. I, I think probably there's some anticipatory, and that's what you've got to be. you got to be anticipatory. You can't be reactionary when you're betting these futures markets, especially around the deadline. So that's been cut a little bit. I think that's probably the true odds. Obviously, once the deal happens, everybody's going to try to bet it or the bookmakers are going to move it before you can bet it. So, yeah. you know, they'll get trimmed down, I would think, you know, 6-1, to 7-1, to one, because they're still not going to be the favorite to win that division. And, yeah. uh, you know, how many games are double-digit games back already, even though they're playing really good baseball, because it's just hard to envision them catching the Dodgers. But it will be cut a little bit. I don't think that they'll necessarily be down there in the price range with the Dodgers and the Mets and the Braves, but they'll be a pretty strong fourth choice. And to me, even if they don't get Juan Soto, if they get Soto, it's just the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get Soto, they're making the biggest deadline move of all of getting back Fernando Tatis Jr. Right. from injury. Right, so that's their acquisition. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that's the way Josh Towers actually put it to us on this program yeah. last night. You know, that acquisition and then Will Myers uh, when he gets mm-hmm. back. So they're going to be back at more than full strength. So uh, I think if they get Soto, great. But if they don't, they're still in pretty good shape for the wild card, maybe to make some noise here in the playoffs. If they get Soto and they have all those guys come back from injury, and they can make a run at the win the pennant? They could make a run. I still would make them an underdog to do so, though. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are so good. The path will be tough there having to go through them to get there. But this San Diego team, a lot of potential with a potential trade of Juan Soto at the trade dead line. On the other side, the SEC, it just means more. We discuss it next here on the Night game. 
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has lost a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown. Las Vegas, he's Wes Reynolds, I'm Femi Bebefe. That was a good improv by you, because I believe in the read, it says, and now Washington, D.C., it's like, we've had it for a little, for about a minute here from Bat Rivers. This was a discussion that was had last week (laughs) of saying, why does this still say, and now? (laughs) It's been around for a minute, yeah. So, you know what? (laughs) You okay? Yeah, Um, I know, I'm (laughs) choking myself up here. I know it's an emotional topic, but uh, yeah, we just skip past the end now. We just go to Washington, D.C. But um, uh, the SEC... This division, it's the one that gets all the discussion in college football. It's seen as the best division, or rather the best conference, Mm -hmm. year in and year out in college football. And when I look at the division markets here, you have two massive favorites. These are prohibitive favorites in Georgia out east and Bama out west. So I almost want to pose the question to you this way, and that will lead which division we tackle first. If I told you that one of these two teams, Georgia or Alabama, did not make it to the SEC title game in Atlanta come December, which one would it be? The easier answer would be Georgia because obviously of what they've lost because I think Alabama, they're kind of the consensus favorite, them or Ohio State, basically one, two, in whichever order you want to put them in. But if you do look at Alabama's schedule, there are more roadblocks on this schedule. Uh, how good is Texas going to be? Is uh, is Sark ready? Now that, that Bloom mm-hmm. is off the rose in terms of Saban always beating up on his assistants, uh, he lost to two of them last year, as a matter of fact, Jimbo Fisher yep. and then, of course, Kirby Smart in the college football playoff national championship game. So, look, they got to go to Texas. Arkansas could be a little bit tricky. Sam Pittman has really turned these guys around and improved them. Uh, Tennessee, we shall see. I still think they'll be a big favorite that uh, that third Saturday in October traditional game. Uh, so, you know, but nevertheless, uh, you got to go on the road and still got to win. But at LSU, at Ole Miss. So there's a lot more tricky spots when you really look at the Alabama schedule. But when you look at the Georgia schedule, not as many, even though the personnel is down and it's like, okay, can Stetson Bennett you know, really do it again for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Look, he did it one time. Uh, They have Oregon in that game in Atlanta, and then Sanford at home at South Carolina could be tricky. I know Paul Stone says he's high on these guys. Shane Beamer in his second year. Now you get Spencer Rattler, their quarterback. The Rattler is back. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So Georgia, you know, they better be ready to uh, go play the Gamecocks on September 17th, and then Kent State, uh, at Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, they'll be big favorites in all those games. They get Florida for the cocktail party game down there in Jacksonville. Tennessee coming in at Mississippi State. The two sort of tricky spots for Georgia might be South Carolina and Kentucky, but I still feel there's a big gap between Georgia and the rest of that division, much like there is with Alabama. Certainly in the market believes Mm. there is a bigger gap, even though uh, Texas A&M 7-1, but... Boy, uh, 
Jimbo with uh, everything that happened between uh, Nick Saban and uh, his former Lee's Jimbo Fisher this summer, <laughs> I think Nick is ready for some payback. And I think you've seen that bet in the game of the year markets. We've talked with Chris Andrews from the South Point, and I know it's not exactly breaking news, but Roll Tide got bet pretty heavily in the game of the year markets. Yeah, and, and these aren't exactly casual bettors for the most part betting these. Yeah, no, these are it's, very sharp guys trying to pick off what they see are maybe weaker numbers. I was going to say it's the opposite of casual bettors. Those yes. guys are not betting games four yeah, months in advance. Yeah, I mean, you know, how many, you know, the Paul Stones and the Brad Powerses of the world, you know, yeah. they have tickets, you know, stacked up on the desk at, at their homes uh, betting these games of the year. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good way to identify who the sharp bettors are. Is the people who are trying to pick off game of the year lines. Mm -hmm. That's when you can know. Okay, because this the casual is... better isn't going to bet. Hey, mm -hmm. I want to bet fifty bucks. You know, on this game, these are you know probably close to limit betters. You yeah. know, some places they can only get down a dime. Some days places they go two thousand, three thousand. I think that's about where South Point was dealing these games. Yeah. So you, but you said with all that analysis, you still believe that if one of these two teams were not to make the SEC title game. It would be Georgia. So with that premise, which team do you think could trip up Georgia in the East? Florida sitting at 10 to 1, Tennessee's at 11 to 1, Kentucky's at 12 to 1, South Carolina 40 to 1, Paul Stone, you mentioned high on the Gamecocks, mm -hmm. Missouri 80 to 1, Vanderbilt at 400 to 1, but they're building to become the best program in the country, according to Jeff Lay there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, which of these teams do you think? Could be the one that uh, prevents Georgia from going back to Atlanta. Could be Kentucky, I think. Now, uh, Kentucky, by the way, won 10 games last year, and they were minus 11 in turnover margin. Uh, the offense did take a huge step, Liam Cohen. But now uh, Liam Cohen is going back to the Los Angeles Rams to reunite with Sean McVay. So uh, Rich Scangarello, who's, uh, you know, was with McVay for yep. a while, was also with <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. So you got to think you're not going to get a lot of changes in terms of the playbook or in terms of the offense. Uh, Will Levis uh, took a big jump last year, 226 passing yards a game. Uh, they do lose Wandale Robinson to the Giants. Uh, and they also, uh, you know, are a run first offense. So are they going to mix it up a little bit more? And are they going to throw uh, the uh, rushing game was really outstanding for Kentucky. Uh, defensively, they only allowed 21.7 a game last year, 3.9 yards a carry. So uh, they were so vulnerable through the air because they were so good against the run. But I think Kentucky, I know that they won a lot of close games, and sometimes people look at that and say, okay, there's going to be a regression the following year. They were 5-1 and one in games decided by seven or fewer points, including that Citrus Bowl comeback win over Iowa, where uh, Iowa said, we're going to trust our defense. Don't ever trust your defense, no. okay? This is the new world of football. <laughs> Don't trust your defense. Uh, Kentucky, uh, they drew draw in terms of the crossover opponents from the West Division. They got to go to Ole Miss. They got to go to Oxford. And then they get Mike Leach and company for Mississippi State down there in Lexington. Uh, look, very consistent program that Mark Stoops has built there. I think they're a little bit ahead of the game. Florida, still with Billy Napier, is a little bit of a rebuild. I still think, I don't think it's going to take too long for Florida, but. New staff, a lot of people that came over from Louisiana Lafayette with Napier, a lot of kids in the transfer portal. Richardson, I think, is absolutely a big-time threat at quarterback. But if I were to say in the East, I think Kentucky maybe would be a very tricky game for the Georgia Bulldogs on November 19th. Big Blue Nation is at 12-1 to to win the SEC East. In the SEC West, Bama's minus 600. But then you have Texas A&M at plus 700, Ole Miss 20-1, to Arkansas 22-1. to LSU's at 30 to 1, Mississippi State 50 to 1, and Auburn at 80 to 1. And Wes, if I were to bet into this market, and if I wanted to bet on somebody that who was not Alabama, 
think I would take LSU at 30 to 1. As crazy as that might sound here, LSU always talented. They get Bama at home mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge. Uh, maybe they can pop another surprise year because I think a lot of folks forget that the year where they won the national title with Burrow, Chase, and Jefferson and, and Edwards Alaire and all those guys, they were 50 to 1 to win the title in the summertime. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe LSU can pop another big time team here. Uh, now with Brian Kelly at the helm as my choice, if I went to the West personally, we would be Arkansas. Okay, and I like their offensive coordinator Kendall Bryles. They can play at a really quick pace, mm-hmm. but they can also punch you in the mouth. Uh, they led the SEC in running last year, 228 a game. KJ Jefferson, a dual threat guy, 664 was the highest returning rusher. Also threw for a little over 2600 yards. So they're pretty deep in terms of running back, and they do get four starters back on the offensive line. When you look at the returning starters, everybody looks at the skill positions. You want to look at that offensive line, yes. especially in that defensive line. That's the first thing I look at. So this is a team that's going to be able to run the ball. Uh, uh, Barry Odom uh, improved the defense a little bit. The former Mizzou head coach, now the Arkansas defensive coordinator. But they did have games. They gave up 42 to Alabama. They gave up 52 to Ole Miss. So you got to be a little bit better. But Odom's a good D.C. He's a really good recruiter. So we'll see if the second class is better because that's what you got to do on a side of a ball that's the weaker side. Just stack recruiting classes and stack talent. Uh Arkansas gets the first three games at home. They get Cincinnati in the opener, and I think that uh, you know they're out to prove. You get a college football playoff team, they're not going to look past them just because they're in the American Athletic Conference. They're going to be ready for Cincinnati. You get Texas A&M. I believe that's a neutral side game, but I, I do like Arkansas. Even though they have some road challenges, I believe they have Mississippi State, BYU, and Auburn a bye week between BYU and Auburn, but all games on the road, and then they close out with three of the last four at harm. Arkansas would be my team that I think could be the dark horse in the West. But at the end of the day, we're all expecting Bama. We're all expecting Alabama, Georgia, and Atlanta again. (laughs) I mean, you know, same song, different verse. And, you know, look, it's been a little bit more chalky this year, I think, in terms of the college football futures market, simply because everything is now at least a little bit more equal. You don't have these teams that have these super seniors that have the extra COVID year where I think it really balanced the power in college football. That's why you saw Michigan make it for the first time. That's why you saw the first non group of or the first uh, group of five team mm. make it for the first time in Cincinnati. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more chalky. We're going to get at least a couple of the usual suspects that we think. Bama at minus 145. When you convert that to a point spread, that's probably hovering around like what? Three and a half? Yeah, that's about so. what it would be. I mean, they were laying three in the national title game. Mm-hmm. And that was a better Georgia team. Yeah. Yeah, I would much rather bet them <laughs> in terms of winning in the future because yeah. it might be a bigger number later in the season. Yeah, it could be a touchdown by the time we get to December in Atlanta there between Bama and Georgia in favor of the Tide. Come back with us. We wrap up the show next here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. It's the only way, folks. You can't even beg on your knees for it either. You got to become a subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access today and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap final segment coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes You got run to the gun there by our uh, producer behind the glass, uh, Dan Miller. (laughs) Spit it out, Mr. Producer. (laughs) We're all on the same. But you were a pro. I'm working with a pro here, ladies and gentlemen. I I know what Half a second left, and he timed it right on cue. (laughs) We're all all good to go here, um, as we say, uh, are pretty pleased for this betting guide. Make sure to subscribe. Like we mentioned, become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. I'm telling you, we talked about it earlier in the show. Wes contributed heavily to the college football betting guide. It is a must-have. If you want to be betting on college football this season, at least if you want to be betting well on college football this season and make a little bit of money. And I would rather bet well than bet crappy. Exactly. I've I've been both and and we all (laughs) have, you know, Uh as betters, we've all had both of those type of seasons, but let us help you out and prevent that. So by the guy, um, we have in the PGA tour, the rocket mortgage classic going on in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, in the D baby, go down in the D. Um, right now the leader, at the Rocket Mortgage is one Taylor Pendrith. 
He is at 15 under after shooting a 64 Thursday and a 65 earlier today. Tony Finau, where he be now, where he's in the winner's circle last week. <laughs> yeah, he'd be kicking everybody's butt right now, playing yeah. the best golf of his career. Yeah, he is right now one back of the lead, and he is the current favorite over at DraftKings, plus 165 to win this event. Finau shot a 66 today, 14 under. Lee Hodges at 12 under. Cameron Young, Russell Henley, and Stuart Sink at 10 under. Then you have a plethora of other golfers at 9 under. But uh, when you look at this leaderboard here, who would you potentially back as a value play well, heading into the third round? Well, I hope Taylor Pendriff hangs on because I got a 66 to one on him. He is currently with a one shot lead and, uh, you know, has been playing very well and really came playing well into this event. Uh, by the way, rookie on the PGA tour, he actually had a rib injury at the players championship fractured his rib missed about three months was supposed to come back for the John Deere and then he tested positive for COVID-19 so he couldn't return until the Barbasol championship he wasn't in the open championship for the major so he went to the Barbasol that was the alternate event finished T13 and then at the Barracuda up in Reno Tahoe he finished T11 in another alternate event so I thought you know what this guy is showing something he's got the rust off a little bit and uh you know back from the injury because sometimes that first start or two from the injury, you don't play as well as he did. And he had almost, uh, you know, had two top 15 finishes basically. So uh, Taylor Pendriff, uh, I'm, I'm hoping he hangs on, but this is a guy that has never really been in the mix. Very young in his career. The Canadian has never really been the mix on the PGA tour for a win. So sometimes you worry about those guys, at least going forward, if they're going to go ahead and get it done. Just looking at some of the uh, stat numbers here, Adam Svensson, who's down there in T21, number one on approaching the field through the first two rounds, second and third. Tony Finau in second, gaining 2.36 per round. Taylor Pendriff right behind him at 2.29. Taylor Pendriff, though, has been money with the putter the first two days, oh, yeah. plus 2.69. Numero uno in the field. Uh, another guy up there on the leaderboard, Lee Hodges, who is a big bomb. Another Corn Ferry guy from last season that finally uh, got his card this year at plus 241 per round. So, just looking, you know, Tony Finau, you got to go with the proven player, and that's what I think the market is always going to do is have Tony Finau as the favorite, and besides the fact that he was the winner last week. Cameron Young, about half the price he was pre-flop. He went 63 today. That's awful hard to sometimes follow that up. Patrick Cantlay, uh, you know, still kind of on the periphery. He was the tournament favorite. But if I was maybe to add somebody uh, in terms of uh, – and, and I'm, I'm guessing these prices are accurate right now at DraftKings as I'm seeing lower at BetMGM. Sahith Figala, mm -hmm. if that price is out there at 35 to 1, I it think is. That, that is an absolute take uh, because this is a guy, and we were talking about him during the break coming back. He's been in the mix a couple times this year. He's also looking for his first PGA Tour win, but he was right there in Phoenix, hit a bad shot on 17 on Sunday, put him down to third. He missed that playoff with Scheffler and Cantlay. And then he was right there in the mix, uh, you know, had a, had a bad line, a bunker, just uh, kind of a cruel fate there on 18 at the Travelers because he had passed Xander Schauffele, who had yeah. had that tournament on lock. And then all of a sudden, Thigala takes a bogey, Schauffele stiffs it to four feet on 18, and he wins that event. And one of the parallels, I will say, by the way, for that Travelers championship, the greens are very similar of what these players saw in Hartford that the Travelers in early June to what they have this week in Detroit. It's about 80% POA and 20% bent grass in terms of the green complex. And when you think POA, 
you always think of like West Coast greens. Yep. But those West Coast greens, like at Torrey Pines, Pebble Beach, all, all throughout California, even into the Pacific Northwest, those are bumpier greens. These are a lot smoother POA. So Sahith Gala putted really well on that Sunday. So I think he's doing it again right now. I think he's plus 235 per round. So Sahith Gala, I'm just uh, adding the numbers here. Seventh in the field for strokes gain putting, also gaining on approach. Uh, needs to gain a little bit more off the tee, but Sahith Gala, 35 to 1. I think that would absolutely be worth an ad. That was a guy I was considering that didn't make my card this week and uh, not much shorter of a price than he went off preflop. Yeah, Thigala at 35 to 1 right now. Um, interesting, though, with him, and I almost think that the book should put this prop up as well as Thigala sits right now six back of the lead. Uh, over under 20 times that Thigala will drop his club this weekend. He is like the new Matsuyama, <laughs> man. I mean, that, if you've watched Hideki over the years, he does that all the time, and it's like, dude, you're 15 to 20 feet for birdie. It's a terrific freaking shot. You know, what are you doing? Matsuyama, really good with his irons. One of the best in the world on approach and greens and regulation. Thigala does kind of do that, the yeah. uh, guy out of Pepperdine. Uh, but uh, look, trying to establish himself on the tour, I think the guy's got a lot of talent. He can hit it. He'll hit it all over the place sometimes oh, yeah. off the tee, but he can absolutely bomb it. So looking at Sahith Thigala, that is a possibility. But the one thing you got to look at here at the Rocket Mortgage, you're probably going to have to get mid-20 under to win this thing. Oh, yeah. I know 18 under. Won it last year when I had two of the three guys in the playoff and neither of them came away with the trophy. Cam Davis uh, spoiled my fun with Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman. Hopefully I don't get that cruel fate at the Detroit Golf Club this year. Yeah, this is a birdie fest. Yeah. As we know, it's, it's a birdie fest at the at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but sometimes those create for exciting finishes. We'll see what yeah, happens. I got to look movie. really quick. What was the cut here? Okay, it was the cut three was under. Like, yeah, I was I was thinking it was like the Hero Open over there in Europe where it was like six under. I was like, <laughs> you talk about a birdie fest. Jeez. But yeah, uh, some of these guys that did make it on the number, Willie Z made it right on the number. I know some people liked him this week. He's kind of been not in the best form, though. Cameron Young absolutely popped on all the stat models this week. Opportunities gained, birdie or better gain, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained ball striking. He was at or near the top in all those categories. And uh, Cam Young right in the mix there. Nine under par. Nice round today. Yeah, another guy, Max Homa, four under. Um, that, Where is the like... homie Max Homa? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that's that, I love that song. Um, I do. Uh, Chris Vernon, by <laughs> yeah, the way, Vernon, down there Verno. in Memphis. Uh, yeah. A great bid. And obviously when uh, Tony Finau won beat, last yeah. week in Minneapolis at the 3M Open, there was a big uh, retweet and a lot of exclamation points there on the Twitter <laughs> machine. Uh, that That's one of the fun bits uh, during Masters Week. But where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? <laughs> that's what we're all asking. Um Real quick before we wrap up, we got about 90 seconds left. UFC 277 in Dallas tomorrow night. Pena Nunez, uh, the Bantamweight fight. Pena was able to win it last time as a near 10 to 1 dog. What do you think happens tomorrow night in Big D? And by the way, where the hell Charlie Hoffman is, is T13. He is at 8 <laughs> under par, just for the record. Uh, yeah, you know, I like Nunez in the fight. I don't know if I really want to bet it at this standpoint because. Mm -hmm. I do am a little bit gun shy. I was like, because I think people are saying, oh, it was just the COVID. And I don't know about that. I think, you know, when a fighter and then all of a sudden she takes a loss, it's like, does that psyche change when you were invincible? And I've seen this with a lot of fighters, male and female over the UFC. I mean, we saw one Ronda Rousey when they finally found a chink in her armor. Holly Holm did 
was never the same. Now, I think Nunez, a lot more technically advanced than, yeah. than Ronda, a lot more skills. He's the best uh, female mixed martial artist ever. So probably not a bet for me, but uh, I may uh, take a shot at the co-main with Kaikara France. Uh, okay. Brandon Moreno, when you go through three wars in a trilogy with Devison Figueredo, and it's one 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 and you still got maybe one on the edge coming up, might be looking a little bit ahead of that. You don't want to look ahead of KKF here. I think he can absolutely get it done. He's proven himself against good competition. Uh, may end up uh, taking a shot, though, also with Anthony Lionheart-Smith. That is a very big number. If he gets knocked out in the first round, oh well, but that's a big number. It'll be a live dog at plus 420. Maybe Derek Lewis as well over at Plus Money. Our guest, Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports, seems like Derek Lewis. Uh, thank you to Kevin Ioli. Also, thank you to Paul Stone, College Wall Handicapper. Thank you to you guys for watching. Wes Reynolds, Femi Bebefe, wishing you guys all the best with your bets this weekend. Peace and peace, Sports Betting Network. Preseason football kicks off next month, and the VEASAN team has been prepping all summer. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans Mike Pritchard, veterans Mike Pritchard, veterans Mike Pritchard, veterans Mike. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.